The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com. Welcome to a brand new episode, a new one every Monday like we have done for a long, long time, over 10 years now. Yes, uh, this new episode uh, was recorded in the big old ballroom 250 at uh, the Salt Palace Convention Center for Fan X uh, on our Friday, uh, Saturday night, uh, Saturday afternoon panel, uh, and uh, it's it, wackiness ensues, as the late great used to say. Uh, it's always great when Jay Washington uh, can join us. Uh, he's a very entertaining gentleman, and you should follow him on all of his social medias. Uh, but uh, the, most of the gang is here, and it's it's always a good time to get these guys up in front of a live crowd because they really feed off of your energy. And if you were there, you know what I'm talking about. And if you weren't, you're about to hear it. Also, in the broken news segment, we will have some broken news, but mostly it's going to be a spoiler-free uh, thoughts on Avengers Endgame uh, from a few of us uh, because we have seen it and we have deep thoughts. And unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to uh, give them to you. Uh, we're going to be as spoiler-free as we possibly can for at least a month, and then I think we'll do a spoiler-filled endgame episode and share some of your theories and all of that as well. So uh, don't worry about it being spoiled this time, all right? So it's a good episode. You, you picked a good one to join us. also want to thank our uh, sponsors who keep us going. Open seven days a week, Dr. Holt, Holt's Comic Connection. Dr. Holt's? <laughs> Uh, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, the hold service is free, and with that you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. It's at 2043 East, 3300 South. I'll see you next Wednesday at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Also, our friends at Cabin Fever with Mother's Day, graduation days ahead, and Pride at the beginning of June. Visit Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. It's so much more than a card store. Also, Geek Show sponsored by Last Podcast on the Left, coming to the Eccles Theater May 19th here in Salt Lake City. Last Podcast on the Left laughs into the abyss that is the dark side of humanity. Lord knows we could use some of that. Tickets are at uh, liveattheeccles.com. That's the website, liveattheeccles.com. All right, go there and get some tickets. All right, let's get into this episode. Please to enjoy. This side, this side. Are you? Yes. Uh, it's amazing. That's THX. That's fucking great. It was starting to, <laughs> it was starting well, to sound like the opening to 2001. Well, now that we did that, let's, let's just start. Everybody, welcome not to my basement, but to Fan X. Yeah. Ah, shit, Zena's here. This might be one of those episodes that, that only you guys get to enjoy. Because oh. I'm not too sure about that back there, I'll so, be honest with wait you. Wait a second, these guys aren't Patreon backers. Oh. <laughs> well, if that's the case, they have to think of the best questions ever. Best well, questions yeah, we, ever. yeah, start thinking of some questions. That's going to play into it. And then we're going to do something that we never do on this show. What, I'm listen to each other? I'm going to save it. Well, there's that. Yeah. Respect one another? <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain it as we, as we get there. Let me uh, introduce the panel, if you don't mind, starting down at that end. Mr. B. Shannon hey. Barnson. How's it going? Woo! 
Uh, Don from uh, Arizona gave me a new placard. It says, world's goodest teacher. I, is, is that how it's... I thought it was Picard. What? Is, is it, he said, is, I thought it was a placard. I thought it was it's placard. I didn't know that. Captain Placard? Stepping on my fucking intro. I know, right? Oh, yeah, I, I just I wanted to talk over you. Him in the throat. <laughs> just once. Yeah, he would have done that whether you were looking at him or not. Yeah. Come to my pub quiz. It's Wednesday. It's like 13. It's a good old time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Whitaker. What's up? It's your, it's your boy. Jay Whitaker, a.k.a. The Incredibly Vocal Minority, a.k.a. The Big Little Kid, a.k.a. Uh, Captain Placard. Uh, <laughs> uh, check me out on Big Little Kid Podcast. I'm going to announce my first episode, and then follow me on Instagram at it's Jay Whitaker. Bye. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs> you leave it? You just said bye. <laughs> you leave it? hangs up. <laughs> Jimmy Martin, everybody. Hey! Uh, you can watch me on KSL, Big Movie Mouthoffs, uh, Reby and Slug. I'm actually going to do a, I just interviewed Jared Hess over the phone the other day. So oh, yeah? He actually, I told him that we do this, and he said he wants to come to the basement. So Really? Yeah, he really does. Awesome. <laughs> so, so maybe we'll have that. Uh, at the end of this episode, yes, uh, got more interviews. Right uh, I went down to LA and I interviewed the cast of Longshot. So that was uh, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron in the same room. Uh, and O'Shea Jackson. One's, one's much prettier to look at than the other. Yeah. <laughs> it's Seth. So... <laughs> Uh, that movie, to, and that movie's got... So, yeah, so the other thing, too, watch uh, for the, the, the director's name is uh, Jonathan Levine, who made me cry. It's a movie called 50-50 with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Great fucking movie. And, uh, but he, in this movie, the movie opens up with a great Salt Lake uh, local band named Thunderfist. And, uh, and sounds it, fun. It, yeah. <laughs> Thunderfist! <laughs> and so uh, they open the band, and we talk about how he found them and all that. So, yeah, so check out those interviews at the end of the episode. I used to, I used to book those guys at Burt's all the time. The first show they ever played, I booked. That's fucking awesome. Oh, he said book. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Lee George Cade, everybody. Hi. This has been the single most strenuous con experience I've ever had. Well, you just got here. I know. He left the car running. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I, you didn't even shut your car off. No, I, I didn't even. I, I got on the train like three hours ago and just rode around the county, waved at people. I talked to a homeless guy about cats. <laughs> he's really saying the same, no, they know. He, no, he's saying the same thing about you at another panel. <laughs> I talked to this homeless guy about cats. Says he was a geek. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah geez, I, uh, thanks for coming out. Just for me. <laughs> Uh, Tony couldn't be here today, so uh, sitting in his stead, Jay Washington. I'd like to quote a great line from a great historic film by the name of Coming to America. Oh, my God. I am very happy to be here. (laughs) It is me, the resident supervillain, the man. Titan himself, host of the Mad Titan podcast, as well as the man you see on Collider Movie Talk, Collider Video, Collider Heroes, and sometimes nervous when they say, hey, Jay, you want to come on here? Because we actually need another black guy. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what we do, too. I respect that. that. We use the same exact sentence. Somebody was like, oh, Jay, I, was, I came in and I was sitting in the crowd, and they were like, Jay, you sitting on the panel? I was like, no, they got their black guy already. And then, and, then, and then somebody was like, well, that's just the token. And if you go, it doesn't seem so obvious, so you have the black to balance it out. And if you put me and Jay on the end, this is like the world's thickest Oreo. 
delicious. Sorry, I screwed that up over here. <laughs> the world just like quad stuff. That's a lot of cream filling. It's like <laughs> we, put, we put the J's on the end. It's quadruple stuffed. Damn right. <laughs> That's the name of our porn. Hey, we have a host. <laughs> what? His name's Carrie Jackson. Oh, hello everyone. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Hey, Admiral. Yes. I forgot something, but can I just Please. show it to everybody? I'm really proud of what Show it. it. Oh, God. What is it going to be? wait a minute. I'm not y'all, here for that. No, y'all back up. Hey, guys. Front I, row, back up. I got something underneath the table, and I want to show it to you guys. And when I pull it out, I want you guys to get really excited, okay? You pull yours out, I pull mine out. All right, All right let's this. Do is it. Jay's last show. He's about to go to jail. Here we go. Yes, we're a country now. <laughs> yep. Our flag flies proud. Come to our country. Are you going to burn that at a picnic? Huh? <laughs> oh, that's... I actually fly that outside my house, and the neighbor's like, what cult is that? And I said, the best fucking one. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, listen, we, uh, we, we've been here at Fanex. Today's the last day, and uh, we've been having a great time. And uh, I know Jay and Jay... I got a text last night about 11.30 or something. Said y'all were out drinking with Luke Cage. Man. Is that right? It was, it was a great experience getting drunk with Mike Culture, and I got drunk with the original Red Ranger. So, like, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you something, Salt Lake, you've made my goddamn dreams come true. I got did, drunk did, he, with- uh, did he show you his Megazord? <laughs> no, he was like, no, he actually was like, yo, I'm gonna pull out this power sword on the dance floor. I was like, I'm gonna skip that two step. I don't, I don't want that in my life, Jesus. Well, I could, I could beat that. What, what do you got? I got drunk and left my phone in a lift. <laughs> but luckily, I had a backup phone from the last time I left my phone in a lift, so it all worked out. Man, I, I spent. Right, hon. I- <laughs> I spent yesterday on the phone with a Fox publicist. You guys all win. <laughs> so sorry. I wish you like I'm packing my shit up because Disney bought me. <laughs> <laughs> like thanks guys, it's been my last show. All right. Well now, uh, uh, Shannon, Shannon, you got to moderate the uh, uh, Superman panel. Yes. What was his name again? I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a funny story. No, it's the uh, actor who plays Superman. So he's got a hard to say name. And there's actually like a whole like YouTube like video about how to say his name for some reason. There's probably really? a whole channel. Uh, so I, I really practiced, and then I said his name wrong anyway. <laughs> his, his name is uh, Tyler Hecklin. 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 And I said what? Hi, uh, Hulk. Hecklin or Hector. Hector. Or something, and uh, it was embarrassing. I, bu- I believe you called him Tai Tai Haiku. But uh, no, it was it was a really good uh, panel. He was a super nice dude. Uh, good looking man. Really? <laughs> Holy moly. I think that comes with the role. I think you have yeah. to be. And uh, yeah, it was really cool sitting next to Superman, you know. It's exciting. Well, you nice. like the Superman and you're... I do like that Superman. I told him and I, to- and I told him, I was like, hey man, that- I didn't say bullshit. I wanted to. It's like, I guess bullshit. Everybody was so mean to you when you got cast. Remember when he got cast? Everybody was like, ugh, <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, he looks like Superman. So super cool g- dude. Uh, I'm really embarrassed I said his name wrong, though. <laughs> and then uh, Jimmy uh, moderated uh, Agent Coulson today. Yeah. At the same time as me. I know. I was, I was actually thinking about your panel. It was in this room, and there were still people here. Oh, oh you yeah. were competing. Yeah. Oh. 
Uh, yeah, he's a badass dude, and we were talking backstage, and uh, I laughed because I always bring something to get signed. Like when I met Weird Al, like I brought his like original LP and stuff like that. So this one I had him sign. Uh, I have a legit like Agents of Shield badge, so he signed that one. And then the other one he signed was the Captain America card with his blood on it with Coulson. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. And so we're talking. He's like, so what do you want to talk about? I'm like, anything. I don't really care. And he's like, well, do, can I talk to the audience? Is that okay with you? And I was like, shit, man, I don't have 45 minutes to talk to you. Like, I have no idea. We're not going to talk that long. <laughs> so he's awesome, but he's a nice guy. I don't think people know, like, how hard, like, that, uh, like, moderating is. Yeah. I was, uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm doing, I've asked, like, three questions. And every time you do it, you ask, like, three questions. And then you like look down at your phone. It's like that's like oh, it's have to be fifteen minutes. And you're like, oh shit, two minutes, man. How did, how did, how did right. time, time went backwards? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm always just going. Can't wait to open it to questions. You know. <laughs> it, it's got, funny. It's funny they're complaining because the only one I moderated, the guy didn't show up. <laughs> oh, so that's like the hardest. That was literally one the longest forty-five minutes of my life. There's like you know fourteen people just staring at me. Sad. See, that's. Bullshit. You should have pulled a Clint Eastwood and just started talking to the chair as if he was there. Well, I, <laughs> you guys remember that? I talked to myself like a champ. <laughs> Daniel Logan. Q&A. Uh, I got lucky, man, because like, uh, I agree with Shannon. It, it's a hard job, and like sometimes you get some tight wads that don't want to talk. Like Jeremy Renner was too hungover, and he didn't want to talk, so I was just like, all right. <laughs> um, but Mike Coulter. You ask, like, uh, Dr. White, I'm going to quote Dr. White, and he's like, you ask Mike Coulter how the weather's doing, and it's like eight minutes later, you'll eventually find out it's snowing. Because he just taught, like, I was just like, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, well, man, shit, man, back in life. Man, 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 shit, man. Why did you make yourself like a pimp named Sully, though? <laughs> hey, man, tell you about this shit, man. He's like a black... <laughs> He's like a black boomhauer. It's it's very. Well, I'm thinking, <laughs> I remember the Luke Cage man. It's when I said about Sweet Christmas. All right now. <laughs> Tell you what. No, really nice guy though. But yeah, I, like I agree with you, Shannon. Because there's there's times where you're just like, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah, well, you're just like, I had ten questions and I'm like, I'm on number five. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. He wasn't much of a talker. <laughs> he rattled me. Uh, now, Jay Washington, you had two scheduled today yes. and uh, Palm. Palm Clementine who plays Mantis in Avengers Infinity yeah. War, but she's sick. She canceled. She can't she can't talk to nobody. So yeah. I went and saw her by her booth and she just was like <laughs> She just gave the hands to her throat like she was just cutting people off. I was like, I just want to say hi and hope you feel better. Shit. <laughs> you ain't got to be all like that. But then I just gave I just came from the grand ballroom with Asher Angel. Uh if you've seen Shazam, he plays Billy Batson. So uh a kid has the most beautiful blue green eyes. <laughs> Careful, careful. I know, I'm just saying. I was looking at his eyes sitting across from him. I was like, this is just ridiculous. And he's a good little actor, too. I thought he was great in that movie. He was great, Shazam. He was all emotional and everything. And I cried and I giggled. And I wasn't supposed to giggle. I'm a grown-ass man. I should laugh. <laughs> Fucking giggling. It was a in the middle of Shazam. Did you, was you TTing? Was you TTing? I TTed, he he, and all that shit. So you turned into three Pokemon. <laughs> Which equals one Digimon, you know what I'm saying? Well, Digimon rock. They're the best of Digimon the Digimon will fuck up all the Pokemon, let's just say Every that. Every one of them. Agumon was that dude. Hey, right. if Aro Kenamon showed up, I could take out at least 15 Pokemon. This is how geeky we get right now. Let me yeah. tell you something. Wergarurumon will just shoot up your whole family. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you get Angemon and Angelwoman. They could come in and whatever their ultimate form was. Some badass stuff. Magna Angemon. I'm sorry. I just really went that far. Okay. Ladies are going to get carpal tunnel syndrome. 
Uh, <laughs> now, um, we can take a couple of questions if you have any. Uh, is, that, is that microphone there, the portable? Jay stole it. First Don't of you all, put this shit on me. First but, of all, I didn't oh, steal it. Oh. I procured it. They just said Jay stole it. It just was like it's two black Jays. You were like black Jay stole it. I'm like it was that nigga. Like <laughs> check. But uh, before we get to some questions, I have uh, some news here for Shannon. Uh oh, <laughs> the it's test never came back good. positive. <laughs> uh, what little, is it? This is uh, good news for Shannon. Bad news for me. Uh oh. Uh, it was a good run. Went longer than most expected. Preacher is officially coming to an end with its fourth and final season starting in August. Oh man, and I keep forgetting to watch it. <laughs> now, the, the, the funny part is, is it gets four seasons because it's not on Netflix. <laughs> All right. That's Sorry, just... Netflix is like three and done. They're like, oh, how many seasons? Three? Oh, hey, man. You're, you're fucking done. Oh, just... what do you mean, Cliffhanger, Santa Clarita Diet? You're done. J Jessica Jones still has a chance, right? She got no, 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 dude. No. Nope. I was trying to be optimistic. She saw something. her shadow. She's done. They <laughs> sold. They sold her jacket, Jay Washington. It's they... gone. Uh, let's see. Also, oh, here we go. Um, you know that creep show series that's going to be at, uh, on Shutter? Yeah. Uh, Adrian Barbeau is going to be on it. It, this is the year of Barbeau because she's going to be on the Swamp Thing reboot too. Yeah, she's, and that was uh, getting canceled too. Uh, uh, no, it just well, got reduced to ten episodes. Did you guys see that teaser for Swamp Thing? Yeah, just his head coming out yeah, of the lake. But he get looked like out Swamp of Thing. My swamp. Linda, get out of my swamp. <laughs> but he looks like get swamp out of my swamp. It I'm did look swamp, like swamp Thing. thing. <laughs> you know, with that with that much makeup, it can still be Dick Duroc playing him. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. glad that joke was just for Egg Foo. Yeah, that was for you, Egg. <laughs> Yeah, the Swamp Thing series is uh, kind of in a weird place uh, because it was originally scheduled for 13 episodes. They said just 10, thank you. And uh, it has something to do with Warner Brothers. You know yeah. that, Jay? Yeah. Basically, Warner Brothers is about to start their own streaming site like Disney did with Disney+. Plus. And so they really don't believe in the DC universe as much as everybody thinks they believe in it. Mm. Even though they gave Titans a second season, which they shouldn't even gave that bitch one episode. Oh, uh, oh, oh no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Hard oh. disagree, homie. I love Doom Patrol, though. Doom Patrol oh, Doom is Patrol's one of the greatest shows they have. Bonkers. But nonetheless, it's going to Warner Brothers, their streaming platform, that's why they pulled Harry Potter off everything. You can't can't find it on demand and you can't find certain movies anymore they're gonna do the same thing disney did and they're gonna absorb dc universe and so they're like let's cut a little losses so they went from 13 to 10 episodes uh virginia madsen who is in the show uh maria sunderland is her character's name uh she wrote uh, she wrote this on instagram and then it got deleted like shortly after she wrote cut to the core by those who have never set foot in the swamp i am beyond sad what a terrible decision her publicist was like, you don't take that shit down right now. <laughs> take that shit you want to work again? <laughs> this is Warner Brothers you fucking with. You better take this shit down. Yeah, but then you get a, you get a show like Deadly Class that gets over a million viewers a week, and Sci-Fi's just sitting there going, meh, maybe, meh. You still haven't decided? Nope, still haven't decided. They got Every it. day I offer them a crate of oranges. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised well, they... they we got, we got to know what happens. That was such a cliffhanger the last episode. It really was. That one kid got shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, That's why, unsatisfying. Uh, the uh, Why the Last Man TV show is uh, no more. 
on FX. What? Yeah, that was was getting revved up to go. Somebody told him about a world populated only by women and one man, and the executives went, (gasps) (laughs) No. Who's going to harass people? But they, they could sense the insults all over the world yeah. going, <laughs> one last man, no. But that's, uh, that's FX. They've decided not to move forward with the series in right. its current form. They're saying that uh, maybe we can shop it somewhere else. They got the monkey budget and panicked. That's called Disney and bought out all these networks and like, let's go ahead and reevaluate what we really think is worthwhile. You know, I think you're right. That's Disney. I think you might be right. Disney was like, look, we don't need the gifted no more because that's yep. X-Men and we getting rid of them X-Men. Because it's dog shit. It's a terrible hey. show. We should have known taken past four hey, episodes. Shout out to blinking a green eyes. The contacts are amazing. Seriously, uh, you blew your entire budget on green hair dye. It's <laughs> a whole budget. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've said it before, but the season finale, season one, Polaris pulls an airplane out of the sky and it all happens off screen. Yeah, you never see it. Off yeah. That's, not the, show, that's not the show's fault. That's just a bad cinematographer. No, it, 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 it's, it's just no budget. They're like, wait a second. We spent 15 bucks on the hair dye. We don't have money to just throw a paper plane Lee, up in there. Fen- we got a new version of Fenris and two platinum blonde white kids who don't want to do this. Because <laughs> the Strucker kids were like, should we be killing people? Probably. I don't really I, want to. I just want to go to school. I, I like Jimmy's scenario where they actually pulled a plane out of the sky, but the guy didn't point the camera in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, exactly. but so All right, we, Billy, I know this is your internship. Just remember to turn uh, the camera. <laughs> Billy, so, I told you, we only have one play. <laughs> so, Lee, how did it work? Like, uh. th- you heard, like, a big boom and, like, Thunder... Uh, yeah, oh, no, they shook... Billy shook the camera. Right. And, and then, that's how you knew. And then Thunderbird walked in and goes... These guys won't believe what Polaris just did. Yeah. Like Polaris that. did something whack, man. First she bent a fence, and then she blew up a plane off and, screen. And then, but then somebody's got, like, no way, that Marco's didn't happen. Tum- and then there's somebody else who's like, I synced it. <laughs> but then you got Marcos going, I just want my can baby. Can I tell you guys? Where's the baby? Can I tell you something hilarious that Tyler Hecklin told me about how these uh, shows work? You know how, like, uh, when they're like, Superman flies away, he's like, all right, we'll be back. And he flies away. Yeah. How it works when they're on set is he goes, we'll be right back. And he says, they just jump as high as they can, and everybody else has to freeze. They all stand there like that. And then he lands. He lands, and he has to run as fast as he can off the, oh. off the set. And then they all start working again, and they do the special effects. Shit, have you I seen the flash? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Have you seen how they do the flash? Yeah. The flash, they just have him just run his arms real fast and just go, ugh. And then when he comes back, he just got to go, hey, I'm back. That's literally <laughs> okay. all they do. I would completely watch a show where a crazy person thinks he can fly, and everybody just freezes. So that... <laughs> and then... He says, like, the most awkward thing he had to do on that show is um, when him and, and Supergirl are, like, having a, a um, laser eye battle, right? Because yeah. it's just them staring at each other and walking around in a circle. <laughs> and he's like, it's so hard. He was like, it's so hard not to laugh, you know? That's funny. All right. Does anybody have any questions? If not, we got a little, uh, little game we're going to play. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Yes. What's your name? Uh, we could get, uh, is it? You gotta turn it on, man. Uh oh. Still broken. Here she. She's gonna help you. There we go. There we go. That's on now. This is uh, Manuel. I just just wanted to ask you guys uh, what your thoughts are on the boys. I saw uh, the trailer. Yeah, what do you guys think about it? Looks, I haven't looks seen the trailer. What, excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're not going to want to watch what? it, though, Shannon, because the, it's the what same the fuck people. What the boys to men tour? What, 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 what? what? Oh, what is he saying? It's a, uh, yeah. 
the, the Boys is a Garth Ennis comic, yes. uh, and it's about and maybe it's not Garth Ennis. It's Garth Ennis. It I is Garth Ennis. Think. Okay, yes. yeah, it's about uh, it's about superheroes that really don't have the moral. Um, Temerity to be superheroes. They're they're not good people. So Hell yeah. Uh, Kinda and, like us. Yeah, like if I had <laughs> if I had superpowers, there would be rivers of blood. No, but no, so like he's right. So it's like there's like these crappy people that are superheroes, right? They're all like having sex with each other and stuff and doing terrible things. They fuck. And it. um uh, but the boys are the boys are these is a group of vigilantes. That go around and they kill superheroes. So they who's, think who's seen the who's seen the trailer to the boys? I've seen it. Okay, there's a scene where uh, a lady is is having a very nice time with a gentleman and she crushes his head with her legs. They fucking. Yeah. I, I just, wait, wait, I hold on, wait, yeah. wait, I don't, wait. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think either Jay could survive that scene. Wait, is it is it like is the head like in between? Oh the yeah. Th- hey, let me tell you something. As a grown man, if you are giving a woman great head and she pushes her legs together, them thighs go. You know she got good leg power and you're doing a great job. That is sometimes yeah, a risk you are willing to fucking take. Okay. But his, but his head his head exploded his like head exploded. Gallagher was in there. Let me tell you something. If the Lord is meant for <laughs> look, if the Lord's will is for me to die in the middle of some great cunnilingus eye, who am I to stop Jesus' will? Who am I to stop Jesus' will? If God says, what? look, Jay, you got to go up. You're going to give her a great orgasm and she's going to crush the shit out of those skull. Oh, shit. Uh, the, the last thing I'm going to say about that. The show. You know, you know these, these, like us, these poor women, we're, no, making, no. we're making them sign this well, stuff. Well, listen, they, I just, I'm just saying, if it's, is it God's will for me to give some great head and put my tongue at the bottom of a clitoris? There it is. And lick like I'm licking a Tootsie Roll Pop to get to the center, Jesus. Let me tell you something. I'm not going to stop what the Lord wants for me. She going to come and I'm going to go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I just, let me, to these... Did y'all, did y'all see what she did in the little lean with it, Did you see the lean roll when she was lying? I, this is... You know, it's weird that that, all those signs were on my last final in college. (laughs) I am so sorry. Hey, hey, don't apologize. They know what they signed up for. (laughs) Huh? See what they did. Oh, fuck you guys. Sir, 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 another question right now. I I just can't wait to cross this off my geek show bucket list. (laughs) Well, there it is. It totally reminds me. It's a callback to the, what was it, like the first season when I said, why don't we put this in Braille for deaf people? That was <laughs> Remember season that? three, yes, sir. What's, uh, yeah, what's your name? Braille. Hey, what's this your... is James. James, what's your question? Uh, yeah, anybody that's not seeing the sign language is seriously missing out. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's actually so, informative, fo- too. Follow-up to the last question. Do you guys ever feel kind of like you're not doing your job as a yes. geek when people ask you about a show that you have no idea what it's about? I like, used to. Because <laughs> things like, you know, I grew up with all this stuff and like I've always loved it my whole life and everybody's always like coming up to me and like, hey, did you see the new this? And I'm just like, I'm kind of busy now and like I haven't seen it all. Jay Washington. So bad. I have an answer for that. Yes. <laughs> and I have a follow up after Mr. Washington. And I have a follow up. For everybody yeah. who follows me and listens to the Mad Titan podcast, I watch every single fucking show in the Marvel and DC live action universes. So I sometimes watch 10 TV shows in a week, including movies. If there's some shit I ain't seen, fuck you and your mama too. <laughs> wow. 
So, uh, uh, it's my mom's birthday today, so I don't wow. appreciate that comment. Oh my god! <laughs> Tell your mom Lee, I said uh, happy birthday. A, yeah. a funny. <clears throat> she says happy 420. There you go. Right. Lee, uh, a funny thing happened six months ago, and I can honestly say I'm a television critic now, so I have to watch TV and I watch all the shows. But the saddest, most embarrassing thing in the world was yesterday, thinking to myself, I have to call Carrie and talk about Star Trek Discovery, but he hasn't fucking watched it. <laughs> And this is my <laughs> and this is my answer. This is my answer to that question is there's too many shows. It's Star yeah. Trek, Carrie. Yeah. It's Star Trek. I, I used to be able to keep track of most of it, at least ninety percent of it, but there's so much content now it's I that, can't keep track of that it. That Captain Pike Enterprise. I saw it and I thought, I have to call Carrie. I'm binging it at the beginning of May. And, and, it, and I just thought and then I realized you weren't watching and I just I walked out in traffic. I got an angry like, But it was two in the morning, there was nothing there. I I mean, with mine, like, yeah, there's way too much shit out there right now. And then, like, and then movie-wise, like, I always, once or twice a year, someone's like, have you seen so-and-so? And I'm like, no. They're like, what? Have you not seen that? I'm like, motherfucker, I can list 30 movies you haven't seen. Like, you know, and so it just, it gets too much. But, you know. Yeah. And then it, the, the point when, it, when people start raving about something over and over and over, I kind of detract from it. Like, yeah, I, yeah, cause yeah. It's, it's built up too high, and I kind of want to give it its time and space. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... But, yeah, Carrie, you fucked up on that one. Why don't you watch the Star Trek? No, I don't feel bad. Like, where'd that guy go? But, yeah, it's don't right feel there. bad about that shit because it happens. I mean, like, like, I ended up, okay, I ended up falling in love with a woman that ain't seen shit. So, like, I had to catch her up on everything that I was, like, already caught up on. So, like, His, I was like, yeah, you, you ain't seen all eight seasons of Gilmore Girls? Like, what the fuck? Like, we gone? Yeah, I was like, what are you showing her? How to like, lose a guy in 10 days? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite movie, hey, you know that. He's trying to impress people. There are only seven seasons. Thomas, how girls. dare your relation, our relationship go any further? And you ain't watching Veronica Mars. The fuck is wrong with you? Uh, I, I don't have a good excuse for being behind. <laughs> Jay Whitaker has Hi, six name, minutes of voice left. My, my name is Shannon Barnson. Hi. Um, uh, I've redeveloped an Angry Birds problem. Oh, no. Not redeveloped? Again. It's really a lot. There's a lot going on. You can um, fight other Angry Bird players now. And there's clans. There's clans. And um, you can still do your missions, but if the missions get hard, you can take a break and you can go work with your clan. Or fight some people. All right. I, I, I think we need to take a break and, and, and let's help Shannon. During okay. The I don't want help. No, you need help. You need help. All right. Just After one, these messages, we'll be right back. Just one day at a time. Oh, that was, that was canceled on Netflix after three seasons. Now, well, let's see what's happening at uh, Dr. Volt's this month, the month of May. Uh, this month, Marvel brings you the most savage, most unkillable team of characters that the Marvel Universe has ever assembled. Wolverine, Venom, Elektra, Punisher, and in their midst, Conan the Barbarian? Be sure to check out Savage Avengers. Evil is winning, and our heroes will fail us. The carnage starts here as the bad guys take center stage in The Year of the Villain, the most treacherous event in DC Comics history. An alliance of dark forces from across the Ten Realms threaten to conquer Earth. Will the combined might of the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, and Wolverine be enough to save the Earth? Marvel's big summer event continues, War of the Realms. 
Dr. Volts is open seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. They're open seven days a week, 2043 East, 3300 South. It's Dr. Volts Comet Connection. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast on the left. <laughs> last podcast on the left barrels headlong into all things horror as hosts Ben Kissel, Marcus Parks, and Henry Zabrowski cover dark subjects spanning Jeffrey Dahmer, werewolves, iconic hauntings, the history of war crimes, and more. Last podcast on the left laughs into the abyss that is the dark side of humanity. Now is your chance to see the podcast live. Last podcast on the left is coming to Eccles Theater downtown Salt Lake on May 19th. Tickets at liveattheeccles.com. Whether you're trying to get a Mother's Day gift, something unique, stocking up on floaties for the pool parties and pride just around the bend, or getting together a nice graduation gift for a friend or a family member, looks like the month of May was made for Cabin Fever customers. Retro candy, hilarious and naughty books, lunch boxes, jigsaw puzzles, licensed merchandise. Stop by and meet these fine folks. For over 35 years, Cabin Fever has been the go-to store for all of us outsiders. Located in the heart of Trolley Square, the corner of 500 South and 700 East in Salt Lake City, Utah, providing one-stop shopping for the meek, the geek, and yes, the freak in all of our lives since 1982. It's Cabin Fever. With Mother's Day, graduation days ahead, pride at the beginning of June, visit Cabin Fever located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 7th East. It's so much more than a card store. Broken news, welcome to it. Oh, this is the Fan X episode uh, that you're in. It's called Live Evil because that's what it kind of was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did we find the end of it? Uh, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, okay. I was gonna I was gonna bring that up to the folks uh, listening in their in their earphones. Um, we're gonna do some broken news here, and then we're gonna get back to the Fan X panel. And at some point, you're gonna notice the audio is gonna change. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was told by Tony that it's just a little echoey, but it's still listenable. Okay. So. <laughs> Because what happened to some? That's that. Yeah, some, some genius unplugged the. Somehow my computer got unplugged, yeah. and the battery is old, and it only lasts about twenty five minutes. Yeah. on battery life, uh, and so it. Yeah, but stay till the end for an interview with Jimmy, talking to Charlize Theron and and Seth Rogen and and uh, Ravi Patel and and all the stars of Long Shot, which I hear is actually really funny. Yeah, he quite liked it. Yeah. yeah. So stay stay for that. Stay for the audio change and for the celebrity <laughs> interviews. That's what you're going to want to stick around for. Broken News. Joining me, of course, Shannon Barnson. I'm the only one who cares. <laughs> I think everyone else is just kind of stunned uh, with with the whole Endgame. Well, before we get to Endgame, just quickly, got to raise a glass. Oh, shit. To Frank Henson. Is he a Muppet guy? No. Oh. That's I knew you'd think that. Frank Henson, British stuntman who, oh. who fought Harrison Ford on the Broken Bridge sequence in Temple of Doom. Okay. Grappled with Mark Hamill aboard a speeder bike in Return of the Jedi. Ah. He was 83. His uh, credits include the original Star Wars, Long Good Friday, American Werewolf in London, Top Secret, Brazil, 
Willow, Without a Clue, Robin Hood, Prince of Weasels. Weasel? Um, oh, thieves. oh, Thieves, I'm sorry. I, I hate that movie, too. <laughs> uh, his, uh, he lost the toss to be the biker scout in the Stormtrooper costume in Return of the Jedi. Uh. <laughs> he didn't want to do it, apparently. Uh, Lucas had me in his studios in the Blue Room. Uh, he says, my vision of the scene wasn't terribly strong, as all I could see was the blue screens and the cameras pointing at me. But this had made me realize what a great director Lucas really was, and he would yell at me, Frank, remember you're going 200 mile per hour in a redwood forest. <laughs> so there's your director. Uh, he later worked on uh, Temple of Doom, and uh, he was, uh, let's see, a stuntman, shaved head and all. He was uh, he was Molaram on that bridge scene okay. at the end when they fall. And apparently there was he's written a whole book about this stuff. And and apparently on that he, you know, kicked a guy down and they said, Oh, let's use that. Let's use <laughs> we'll use that in the movie. I I want to keep that. That guy was in everything. But yeah, so uh, Frank Henson. Raising a glass to Frank Henson. All right, here we go. Avengers. Did it make any money? <laughs> it broke. Nearly all the box office yeah. records here. Here, here's a list of the box office records broken. One point two billion dollar global bow, as they call it. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, one point two billion worldwide launch, which is mind-boggling. Um, because of Infinity War, the year previously, it came in nearly six hundred million ahead of that. Yeah, ahead of Infinity War. Biggest global launch. It's, it, it, it owns that record. Biggest global launch. Biggest opening in North America, 350 mil. Jesus. Infinity War was the previous record holder at 256, uh, 257.6 mil. Followed by Force Awakens, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and Jurassic World. Just crazy. Beat them. I think it's because everybody wanted, didn't want stuff to get spoiled for them. I, I think that's I got think a lot. people are waiting and they didn't want to... Like yeah. Maybe some people... Who would have waited for it to come out on Blu-ray or something? You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Biggest international debut. It took Endgame only three days, Wednesday through Friday, not even Saturday or Sunday, to pass up the record-setting foreign debut of The Fate and the Furious for it, (laughs) which was 443.2 mil. Biggest opening in China, which is a big deal for a Western movie. Yeah. Uh, Endgame's foreign tally includes a five-day debut of 330.5 mil in China where it's already the number four Western film of all time. Uh, widest release of all time in U.S. and Canada. Top wide opening location average it won. Biggest opening single day domestically. Uh, it broke the, the biggest Saturday domestically. Uh, Fuel's top weekend of all time. The of com- all time? Yeah, the combined ticket sales clocked in at $397 million plus in North America, by far the top showing of all time, previous record, Infinity War. I, I saw a thing where it said uh, one, one, in, of, of one in five tickets sold for anything mm. this weekend was for Infinity War. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't two in five. Uh, let's see, makes history in numerous foreign markets, in addition to China. It scored the highest opening weekend in 43 markets, including UK, Ireland, Australia, South Korea, Brazil, Mexico, Argentina, France. It was the top IMAX opening. Large format contributed to the 91.5 mil all-time best for IMAX opening. Top advanced pre-seller 
uh, Fandango and Adam Tickets say it racked up more sales than any title in history. I mean, and we're talking about a movie with a raccoon <laughs> holding a gun. Yeah. And I, I know we've said this so many times on the show, but you, you younger geeks really don't grasp none of this was supposed to happen. No. And certainly not on this scale. <laughs> no, it blows my mind. I mean, a movie with Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow. When when the first Avengers came and went, and it and it ruled. Yeah, that's when I got my tattoo because I thought they did it, and it'll never be better than this. I'm uh-huh. gonna I'm gonna commemorate the moment. Yeah. I got that scene. I got the scene of, uh, of the back to back, the heroes back to back, and and the camera going around them. And yeah. I went, "That's all I wanted," and I got it. So tattoo. And you thought that was enough. And I thought that's it. <laughs> they did it. That's good enough. And then they just kept going, and now they did this. I. And we're we're not going to spoil it. We're going to do a full spoiler episode here in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, because you guys seem to like that, and I won't spoil it. And I'm not going to People spoil it. People have been to asking me. Yes. And I go no. I'm, no, yeah. no, no, because I want everybody to have, I'm so glad we got to see it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Have that experience of n- nothing spoiled. and It was wonderful. Yeah. It was, it was a, a religious experience, not to overplay it, but for well, me it was. Well, I'm going to say it. You know? um, I can now, it used to be people would ask me what my favorite movie is. And I go, well, me, it's uh, Endgame. You know, Endgame it, is it's now. It's straight up my... New favorite movie. I it just blew me away. And I want I want to say this to to y'all who aren't reading the comics. Um, that movie was like reading a great big comic book, Marvel comics. Yeah, it was Marvel like comics a, specifically. The last third of that movie mm-hmm. is like reading one of those great crossovers. Yeah. And I didn't think that would ever happen. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, um, God, what were the first, the first big crossovers ever were Secret Wars. In the comic books. In yeah. the comics. And um, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. They're, they're, they <clears throat> were, yeah. Changed comics forever. Yeah. Really. And, you know, I, never would I thought that that could happen. Exactly. You know what I mean? On a film. And now I'm like going, oh my God, they've got... Everybody, they've got everybody now. Yeah, they got all their they got all their toys. You could you, you could, could do secret wars. You could do secret wars. You'd have to change the story a bit, but yeah. you could do secret wars. Wouldn't that be something? And I, I mean, I remember reading Secret Wars when we were kids, yeah. and we and we said the same thing. This is the greatest movie that will never be made. Uh, but it could be made now. But now we're looking at a time when it's possible. Yeah. If anything, I think it's inevitable. It's crazy. Like I'm never going to say nothing can, is unfilmable from a comic from Marvel anyway. Yeah, they can do anything. Yeah, I, it's just it's just all there is to it. We said it after the first Guardians movie. We said it after Civil War. We and we and we said it after uh, Infinity War. And but this, but this, it's like there's I the word epic is overused. I know, but, but it, I it can't. Is, yeah, it's fucking epic. That's it's like the only. I, Mass, it's, it's, yeah, go ahead. It's so hard not to, like, because I want to talk about it. I want it, to, yes. Yeah, but we'll, it's we'll, like, we'll turn the mics yeah, off and we'll talk, like, you and I. There's a certain point, and I think you're going to know, towards the end, mm-hmm. 
where there's a big widescreen shot. And my bi- my brain could barely comprehend it. This, it couldn't yeah. wrap my like, and I just started tearing up. I'm yeah. just like, oh my God. Because there it was. Yeah. That, that thing that you held in your hand when you were yeah. a kid. It was suddenly there for everybody. It looks like, it, like you know? one of those big, like George Perez, yes, like two-page spreads. And like I said, we held yeah. we held that in our hand by ourselves in our bedroom. Yeah, I was getting sexual now, yeah. uh, and we and we never thought we, we we would see this. Yeah, and now it's not just us. It's just not a handful of us kids who know each other yeah. and who read the comics. It's everybody now. Right. So crazy, and it's so awesome that it's everybody. And anybody who's trying to take ownership and saying, well, I was there with the comics first, fuck you. Shut up. I've been reading comics for 40 years. They're not mine. They're not mine. (laughs) I'm glad that everyone is exposed to them. I want want more people to go to the comic book store. I want them to read comics. Because then I get more movies like this. Yes. (laughs) I was just sitting reading Multiple Man here recently. I held on to a few issues and decided just to read them in a succession. And I'm like... This is a movie. This is a character that deserves a movie and not the one that they were talking about doing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now that Fox is no longer in control of it and Disney is. Uh, There's just so much that could happen. And and it's just so well made, too. Yeah. Everybody, all the Avengers get their um, due in it. Yeah, they all get an arc. Yeah. God, there's like six. I felt like at some points there was like six stories going on at once. But it you know? probably was. I mean, it, it was so overwhelming. Honestly, I still haven't been able to wrap my head around it. Yeah. I, I, somebody asked me if I wanted to go see it again on Friday. Yeah. And I was like, I think I think I got to sit on it for a little bit. <laughs> got to process a yeah, bit. Yeah, I think I'm going to go see it again next week, though. I, I do need to see it again. And uh, here's here's how we did it when we saw it. You just you go to the bathroom since it was a critic screening for us, so there were no there were no trailers. Go to the bathroom during the trailers. And then don't drink anything until an hour and a half into the movie. Then you can start drinking things. Leave when the credits roll because there is no end scene. No end scene. Not a spoiler, just a tip. All right? Yeah. So there you go. God I just, damn, so good. I know. I just, I, 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 I'm sitting there watching this thing unfold and I'm like, this is all the Marvel comics I've read, man. Yeah. This is it. If you guys want to know what reading comics is like, this movie. This is yeah, what like a great comic. Yeah, this is what this is what I do every Wednesday. I go to the comic book store and I read this shit all the time. And this is what it's like. You yeah. can have this feeling over and over again. And you just boy, but seeing it like real life people. You oh know? yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Quite a world we live in, Jackson. Goddamn raccoon. Goddamn raccoon. He's goddamn so goddamn, goddamn good. He's so fucking good. <laughs> I love that goddamn raccoon. He don't give one shit. Does he? he does not. All right, here we go. Let's get to some broken news other than us gushing and all over Endgame. Uh, back to Marvel. <laughs> uh, History of the Marvel Universe is coming. Because this year it's their Marvel's 80th anniversary this year. And the company is taking steps to ensure that newcomers, and this is, I'm talking to y'all, newcomers to the comic book mythology won't be left in the dark. Uh, Mark Wade, Javier Rodriguez, Alvaro Lopez launching an ambitious six-part retelling of the history of the Marvel Universe this summer. Uh, promises to run from the Big Bang to the, to the Twilight of Existence. All new information to explain the definitive version of Marvel's comic book canon moving forward. Okay. So this will get you all caught up. 
uh, including what Marvel describes as every significant and every fan's favorite Marvel stories. So we're That's probably, probably what they're going to do too is probably move them up in time too. Huh? I uh, probably they have to because it wouldn't make sense for could the Fantastic be. Four to. Have um, happened in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark Wade said, uh, uh, we've seen Marvel histories and Marvel encyclopedias and Marvel handbooks. I love that stuff. I absorb them like Galactus absorbs planets. This is not that. There's information here, but there's also a story. The Marvel Universe is a living thing. It is its own story, and we're trying to approach it with some degree of heart to find the heart in that story so it doesn't read like 120 pages of Wikipedia. So okay. this will be, I'm going to pick this up. This is, this is going to be very helpful. Uh, so yeah, that's the history of the Marvel Universe set to launch in July. So uh, go and see that, consume that. How many six issues? Six. That? They're probably going to be pretty big issues, yeah. I would guess. All right. Uh, you know, apparently, uh, people like Star Trek. Uh, what? You know, I know Paramount. <laughs> not sure what to do with it for so long. Uh, we'll throw a Star Trek show on this app that we're experimenting with. Oh, it turns out people like Star yeah. Trek. And Paramount went, oh, y'all like Star Trek? Well, let's give you all the Let Star Trek. Let me give you all the Star Trek. Here. So Kevin and Dan Hageman, who worked on DreamWorks Troll Hunters and the Lego Ninjago TV series, are developing a CG animated series for Nickelodeon. Okay. The show will follow a group of lawless teens wandering around the Star Trek universe seeking adventure meaning, and salvation after they come across their own ship in the form of a derelict Starfleet vessel. Okay. Yeah, so teens on the bridge. Um, and the reason that they're doing it, and this is, comes from uh, Kurtzman, you know, he's now in charge of mm -hmm. Star Trek. He said, Star Trek's mission is to inspire generations of dreamers and build a brighter future. Dan and Kevin have crafted a story that honors its exploratory spirit in a way that's never been done before, while the Nickelodeon team blew us away with their excitement of bringing Trek to a younger generation around the world. How smart is that? It's pretty good. There you go. Uh, speaking of good Star Trek. Yes. Oh, yes. The fucking Orville, dude. Now, was that the season finale? I don't know, but... I think it was, wasn't it? God damn, what a great... Those two two-parters that they had on mm -hmm. uh, this year, just, they were so good. I was I was blown away by the whole season. Yeah. This whole second season was was pretty. Uh, those Kalon things are fucking cool. Those robots. Those robots. Oh yeah. God, with their heads. Well, I don't spoil it. <laughs> yeah, don't spoil it. But uh, you know, stop giving it shit. I don't. I don't know why you'd give it shit. I, it's it, it's because know. Seth's on it. That's the only reason. If anybody else was the captain, and and I don't know what the problem is with it. You know, he wrote most of this season. Yeah. You know. It's so. It was so good. This is a man who clearly, clearly loves Star Trek. Yeah. So if you love Star Trek, you should be giving it a chance. And Paramount if was dumb for not just taking his pitch. Oh, I know, right? But Can actually, I'm kind of glad because I really like the characters that he's created. Well, you're getting yeah, you're getting the Orville now. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen what he did with Star Trek, though. Yeah. I think it would have just been awesome. And you know, he's a total nerd science guy too. Oh yeah, total. <laughs> and he can sing. Damn it, yeah. I hate him. All right. <laughs> got all the money. And finally this, speaking of uh, uh, Disney, they've been kind of left and right scrapping projects that have been in the work at Fox, just saying, nah, we're not interested. Yeah. And not necessarily destroying the project, but saying, if you want, you could take it somewhere else. Yeah. You could just, you know, buy it from us. Like what? The Mouse Guard. This thing was really shaping up. You know, it's a comic book. Yeah, yeah. 
And this this thing was really shaping up with a huge cast, and they were they were committed two weeks before production was set to begin uh, on Mouse Guard. Disney said, nah. nah, not so much. Nah, we're not interested. That sucks for and those and what they were saying, what Dis- Disney's reasoning is, um, is that it, we're spending a shit ton of money on something we don't know is going to be a guaranteed, you know, sequels. Uh, we want to see one, two, or three of these. That's uh, a and and it's bad just, way to look at. It's things. a bad way to look at things because if you'd have looked at it that way, Disney, when well before you own Marvel, you wouldn't have done Iron Man. Right. All right. You need to think about that shit. All right. Right. Because I think Mouse Guard had a lot of potential to be a beloved series. I think. I think that. Uh, I mean, because it's it's Lord of the Rings with mice, kind of. Yeah. You know, it's it's ga- Game of Thrones with mice and you know cats and other creatures. Uh, but it was a huge project, and and Fox said, "Yeah, you can go take it somewhere else if you want." <laughs> okay. Uh, so they're not killing it. So it's just kind of in limbo right now until somebody steps up and says they want to do it. And it's kind of sad, I think, because uh, I think that could have been a very cool project. Yeah. Anyway, uh, also uh, you're getting a new Salem's Lot. Uh oh. <laughs> scared the sh- that show scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. The the seventy nine miniseries. Yeah. David Soul scared the shit out of me. Just the, I, I, I Hutch from Starsky and Hutch. I don't think I. W- actually watched it. I think I just saw the commercials and they scared, and they scared you. Yeah. What about the one with Rob Lowe in 87? I, don't, I didn't watch. You didn't, so it didn't scare you? No. Uh, well, they're making a new one and uh, James Wan is behind it. He's... Uh, is that the Aquaman? You know, he's the Conjuring oh, okay. Aquaman. He's he's helping produce the whole thing. Okay. And uh, yeah, so you're getting uh, Salem's Lot. Although Pet Cemetery, I didn't see it, but it, I thought it looked good. I haven't heard anything about it. Like... Nobody's. Has it opened I, yet? I like, yeah, it's. Been Is it? In, it's in theaters. It's been out for a while. Oh shit! Okay, it looked. The trailers yeah. look good to me. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. I guess it's doing all right. Anyway, all right. Let's uh, let's just move on. We'll uh, finish things. Anything you want to get to before we go back to the FanX panel? No, I'm good. <laughs> you good? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll uh, we'll join the FanX panel in progress uh, coming up. Please to enjoy. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast on the left. <laughs> last podcast on the left barrels headlong into all things horror as hosts Ben Kissel, Marcus Parks, and Henry Zabrowski cover dark subjects spanning Jeffrey Dahmer, werewolves, iconic hauntings, the history of war crimes, and more. Last podcast on the left laughs into the abyss that is the dark side of humanity. Now is your chance to see the podcast live. Last podcast on the left is coming to Eccles Theater downtown Salt Lake on May 19th. Tickets at liveattheeccles.com. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence 
confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a, a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at MyWorkoutBuddySLC or email me, MyWorkoutBuddySLC at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says, hey, you'll get half off of your first session, My Workout Buddy SLC. And we're back. Oh, that's movie magic right there. That was so much faster than Tony could have done it. Do you have a question, One sir? more question. Do you have a question, sir? Yes. What, what, what the fuck? That's my question. <laughs> wow. Um, one more question. Do we have time for one more? Let me go back here. Oh, right here. Here we go. One more question. I love it gonna, when he goes full Donahue. Then we're going to play a little game here. Hi, what's your name? Pandora. 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 Yes. What's your question? So what's up with the box? No. Hershey said Pandora. What no. the? Easy. No. What's your question? Are you guys going to start selling those flags yet? Because I really want one. <laughs> uh, I know, can always sew so many. I'm just, you know, sitting in my rocking chair. Just, you know. These are, I think, the only two that exist. They do, yeah. Right now. Now, so. the funny part is, last night we were playing Capture the Flag. We had two different hills. <laughs> It was so fun, you guys. And uh, we're all getting really old because that lasted about six minutes before we just sat down and talked about how Carrie hasn't watched Star Trek Discovery yet. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Whenever we all got lost. And then, <laughs> then I was like, Huddle I'm... up naked till we were warm. It was great. And you then always I was like, I miss my clan. <laughs> we, uh, we do have a link on the website where you can get T-shirts and hoodies and that kind of thing. And if you but... sew enough T-shirts together, it's kind of like a flag. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um... we, got a, we got a question back here. What's your name? Adam. Hey, so you guys have talked a lot about all the toxic fanboy with Last Jedi and all the unnecessary hate. What do you think about the new trailer and the possibility of all of that being retconned in the new movie? Uh, I love it. Can I take the lead on this? Yeah, please. please. Star Wars? Okay, so... I'm just going yeah. to leave. I'm to, clarify, to clarify, is it the Mandalorian or, or are we talking... Which trailer? Yeah, which trailer? To clarify. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Okay, yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay, Last so Skywalker. who saw the new trailer? And did you enjoy it? Okay, so here's a funny thing about Star Wars. We've got eight months until this movie comes out, and we can speculate ourselves into a tizzy about whether or not it's going to retcon the supposed disaster that Ryan Johnson left us, which, by the way, is the best Star Wars movie of all. Yes. Um, but there's nothing to retcon. Who said boo? Because I want to punch you in the face. Hey. Oh, sorry, that's toxic fanboyism. I was saying boo earns. Boo earns, no. Uh, so the problem we've got here is we speculate ourselves into a tizzy over these movies for eight months, and then the movie's not going to rise to your expectations. Or you're going to be right, and guess what? You ruined the fucking movie for yourself. The only trailer, I'm serious, it sucks. The only trailer you should be watching right now is Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and because Shaw. that is the greatest fucking trailer no, I mean, in the world. It's, is it, it going to retcon I, it? I told you, didn't I? I fucking told you. It ain't uh, nothing there's, but just... there's, a, there's an art book for um, The Last Jedi that actually goes through the writing process that the writing room went through. J.J. Abrams was in the room for the entire writing process of The Last Jedi. So it's not like he wasn't aware of what was going on, and it's not like they shit all over everything that happened in Episode 7. This was all part of the writing room's plan. And by the way, Empire Strikes Back pissed a lot of people off, too. 
All right. Okay, we're going to do something here. This is a little game. I'm not singing. There's, there are no winners. Uh, this podcast has never felt like participating in classic geek arguments. This is true. And I get it all the time. People will ask me who would win in a fight between and stuff like that, right? We never do that. It's because it's some hacky shit. Because it's some hacky shit. And also, can I just say why I don't like to do it is because I like, voice being the, I like being the person that just enjoys the shit. I don't want to have an argument. I just want to enjoy the yeah. shit. All right? yeah. I'm glad the shit got made. You, are, you you like, like, are you okay? What are you talking about? You sound like a sleaze stack. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> have a little sip of... Uh, you sound candy. like you gargled my nuts and honey. Oh. Because I did. <laughs> Have a little sip of oh, Now we have an answer to that classic so, geek argument. We have, have never, we have never. You called my bluff. I have no comeback for that. That's true. But we have never played that stupid game. For the next ten minutes, we're going to play that stupid game. No. Oh. All right. All right. I have a list of classic geek arguments here. I don't. Hold on. I have to say something real yes. quick. I'm really sorry, whoever I threatened to punch in the face. I really don't want to punch you because geekdom's all. About. He already left to go file a lawsuit. You're done. <laughs> Good luck finding me. He went to go Lee's, find right here. Lee's he not my name. He went to go find a safe space. He's fine. So, I have a list of classic geek arguments. I'm going to read each one, and uh, I will I will let you volunteer to pick a side. If you don't, I'm going to assign it. Are we arguing Stop. or fighting? Uh, Dude, just I hate when teachers do sum this it up. Shit. Sum it up in like two sentences. Okay. All right. Okay. So I will begin. And like I said, you can volunteer, or I can assign you. Two sentences or less. Two sentences or less, and right. then we'll let the audience decide who wins. All right. Let's begin with the classic, basic Imperial Star Destroyer versus the Enterprise. Volunteers, Lee George Cade picks. Oh, the Imperial Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer. Yeah. And any, nobody? Yeah, I'm not I'll that take qualified. the other side. Okay, Shannon wants the Enterprise. I'm going to say the Enterprise because it's more maneuverable and it's got a, a, a greater array of weapons. It has the better maneuverability, but the Star Destroyer has a shit ton of turbo lasers. It's bigger and has a lot more firepower. All right. Well, kitty, you want to follow up? Kitty, kitty, boo, boo, fuck you. <laughs> Anybody want to add? The Enterprise has teleportation. Yeah. The okay. Enterprise has dope-ass captains. Oh. oh, there's no fucking badass chair on that Star Destroyer. <laughs> well, we don't get to see the chair. <laughs> it's so a lazy boy. There's a chair? Yeah, okay. no, every, every Imperial Star Destroyer has a lazy boy, like, in the captain's quarters. And he just, the right. Enterprise was, has rails. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in the Empire, they're so sure of themselves they don't use railings. Because if you fall... It's your own fault. I, I just think don't you, care. I think if you were trying to avoid the Enterprise and you just stuck right on the back of it, they'd probably know you were there. Okay. Otherwise, the Millennium Falcon just hangs on the back of it. Jay? Um, Deanna... <laughs> All right. Are you going to say Deanna Troy? <laughs> He's oh, hell. Nah, I think they got gonna... Deanna Troy. I don't, I don't want to say it. Boy, I'll say it. The <laughs> Enterprise had Whoopi Goldberg on it. Oh. Oh, you didn't say Enterprise. Yeah. All right. You said Enterprise. So, you said you didn't specify which one. Who thinks Star Destroyer? And Enterprise. All right, there we go. My people! <laughs> I'm sorry, obviously they don't understand scale in science fiction. All right, this well, let's the... not start that. You know that goes sideways real quick, bro. Anybody got a beverage? All right, beverage. here we go. Water. Here's a classic. <clears throat> Superman versus Batman. Oh. Who would like to take? 
You want Shannon to argue with himself? <laughs> I'll take Batman. I'll take okay. Superman. Okay, here we go. Start. Superman can punch that motherfucker in his heart and it's over with real quick. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, duh. Yeah. Like, I, I know that all y'all sitting out there are a bunch of you think uh, Batman can beat everybody. You know, Batman versus God. Batman. Okay. Uh, Superman flies in, kills him before he knows he's there. It's. Uh, it, <laughs> Jay? Uh, you can't punch Bruce Wayne in his fucking wallet, though. Uh, technically, Superman can rob Bruce Wayne. What are you saying? His Kryptonian Express card's going to stop him? He can punch his wallet through his pelvis from behind. Huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I grew up in L.A. in the 80s, and so I don't trust people that are allergic to rocks, okay? <laughs> Superman is allergic to rocks. That's called a crackhead. Right, well, that's, uh, that's a crackhead. Technically, everybody here is allergic, uh, allergic to crack rocks. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't make anybody better. I liked. I, liked, I respect your work. I liked. Uh, I liked Jay's uh, wallet Republican-based argument. All right, but hey, but but Bruce could even save his own parents. I mean, come on. Well, but he was a kid. <laughs> All right, let's hear from the audience. I hate, like four, uh, four fucking Robins have died too. So, also, you know. also, you know how a you fucking fuck Batman clown head? killed him. And you fucked Batman's head up just saying by the word Martha. All right, here we go. That's it. Batman. <laughs> Superman. My people. Now, if you've gone Superman versus Hulk, that'd be a whole other argument. All right. That's a hard one for me. That is a hard one. All right, here we go. Let, let me pick one here. I need a beverage. <laughs> Kirk versus Picard. Who wants to pick? Okay. Oh, James T. Kirk. Okay. Uh, depends on the circumstances. Well, <laughs> I mean, is it a fist fight, Kirk? Well, I, I didn't say. I, I think oh. it's just captaining, I think. Oh, just captaining? Obviously, yeah. Picard's a better captain. Okay. No, he's not. No, he's not. Well, well, I got totally it. team Picard. I can't wait for that show. Okay, well, let's hear it. All right, Kirk. James T. Kirk was fucking everything across the galaxy. Yeah, but that's not, a, that's not how good of a captain he yes, is. Yes, he is, because he was taking that ship and so on in the docks. I like so much fucking pipe, I must be an admiral now. Jay Washington. Yes. Oh. Jay Washington. I think you're confusing being a good captain to being a good coxman. Oh. There's a big difference. Now, for fuck's sake. Interestingly enough, during the 1960s, Kirk was a much better captain because that's how we measured manliness, right? And command is by swagger. But right now, he's not a very good captain. There he goes. All right, let's hear it. Kirk. (laughs) Picard. (laughs) My people. (laughs) Yeah, I was with y'all on that one, my people. Thank you so much for the water. All right, ready? Seinfeld versus Friends. Oh, oh fuck. Jesus oh. Christ. Oh, fuck everything about this question. Hold it. Fuck. Jimmy? I've actually liked Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Don't think about All right. it. All who's, right. Who's Friends? Who's? Why would any of us be Friends? I'm, I'm going to assign it. I'm going to assign it. You if know, I, I watch Friends. I just want to smack them all. I live in the hood. I ain't watching either one. Okay. <laughs> Whitaker's favorite friend is the black one. What was his name? I don't know. Yeah, Aisha okay. Taylor. Tyler. No one wants to fight for friends? No, I, it looks like I, I, I want like friends. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll fight. I'll fight. I'll, I'm Team Seinfeld. 
Oh, he got that one. Yeah, he oh, got that one. What was... is the deal with this question? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, you know what? You know what? This is going to be a rare occasion, but I'll be a black guy that defends friends. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> wow. Hold on, hold Everybody, on. filming it. Let's hold make this viral. Hold on for a second. Before he does that, I have to go take his black card. Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> you guys have cards? He's, he's over there calling the association. Um, we got oh, a situation. No, I'm, I'm always black. Uh, I will stay that way. <laughs> You can sit down. Thank you. You can sit down. You can sit down. I'm just fascinated to learn they have cards. I, I just thought we were going to have a JW fight. Okay. No. No, you want to? I, I don't. I'm not going to make you. I'm not, huh? not going to make you defend is, is, friends, Jay. Is friends any good still? No, I'll just say this. It's I'll just say noise. I will say this about friends. It is the one time when I first watched friends that when I saw white people clap on beat. That was the one time, and I was like, yo, that, they did it. That did it. Okay. They did it. That was the one time. I liked it because they were wet. <laughs> In the opening credits. Okay. I just, I just remember talking to my friend from New York who's like, no one has bathrooms that big, let alone apartments. <laughs> In New York. All right. Final question is open to the entire panel. Best zombie weapon. Pick. First person. Cockshark. Zamboni. Lee says Zamboni. Yeah. A samurai sword. Samurai sword. Unlimited grenades, for fuck's sake. I don't think oh, you get no. unlimited no. anything. Oh, I have to pick one. Yeah, okay, let, gotta... me think, let me go back and think. You don't right. want to take anything that makes noise, Shannon. Like, a Zamboni's really quiet. Oh, so you don't want to take a Shannon? <laughs> yeah, don't take me. I'm dead the first, like, 20 minutes of that situation. Yeah, Shannon in a quiet place, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> it's funny that she... That, <laughs> Why would you talk to me? Are you mad at me? Are you mad? <laughs> Jimmy, best zombie weapon. I'd use a, a pair of shiny keys and chuck them so Jay wouldn't chase them and I'd go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm very fast. <laughs> Jay, Shannon? Um, I, you know, just self-preservation and the Holy Spirit, you know? <laughs> Oh man, you're fucked. <laughs> you know, just because hey, I'm a Christian, you know, I'm a good Christian man, and uh, the power of Christ compels. <laughs> I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, no, we just lost you know, the top cookie. Just goodness in my heart, you know, just apple pie, you know, just all right, all right. Just, okay, well, okay. I want to see Jay take on Train to Busan. <laughs> so you're you're uh, Southern gonna, hospitality. I'm gonna go with shame. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you got oh, can you? You can do something better with your afterlife. Just walk around eating. You got a second chance, bud. You just nag them and they just start walking the other way. <laughs> they just go, oh my God, I'm going to go walk into a wheat thresher. <laughs> right? I, 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 I've read that the best actual weapon in a zombie outbreak is a machete. Machete? Yeah, because they're lightweight and they're easy to clean and you can sharpen okay. them. I got one by my front door. All right. Whereas I think a shovel would probably be best because then you can bury them. Do you want to go with shovel? Shovel. No, right. I want a Zamboni. Well... You need to pick one. I'm Zamboni with shovels. Okay. On. With a shovel. <laughs> All right. He's going to take on a swarm with a fucking Zamboni. I, but I have a question for you, Admiral. All right. This is, this is one for you because I want to see what you do. Space Ghost. Well, uh, we, let me finish this. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. God, Jay. I, I, I didn't know you had one more. No, we need, I, I, we I need to finish that was this. last one. And okay, then we'll bad. do it. All okay, right. My bad. So, Samurai Sword. Zamboni with a shovel. Shiny keys. Self-preservation in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. <laughs> and 
goodness in your heart. And shame. <laughs> My people. I don't think. I don't think we have a winner. I think I won. You did? You did. I love that I came in second. What, what, what was your? Huh? What were you gonna say? Space Ghost? What? I was gonna. I, well, I was gonna. Well, shit, man. You just. No, I was just thinking about how many shovels I could get on that. Okay. Side, well, I got it, Gary. For you. Yes. Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I think you know what I'm. Versus the Brack Show. Oh, oh, I was gonna yeah. ask. Which one of those would you kill a zombie with? <laughs> okay, so, so which one gets the self-perfection? Which one gets the Holy Spirit? You gotta erase one of those shows. I gotta erase one from, from all existence for all time. It never existed. Keeping in mind, which you, one do you go for? Which keep one in mind, do you kill? You <laughs> use one of those to save a life. This is Carrie Sophie's choice. <laughs> he just starts turning to ash. We're like, oh shit! Now we did it. Brack show's got to go. Yeah. Oh, wow. I agree. I got all the celebrities on Space Ghost Coast yeah. to Coast. So I feel yeah. like Brack's last words would be, hey, don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me. All right, final one. I miss that song so much. Star Trek, Star Wars. I'm guessing Star, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star. <laughs> this is the hill I die on. They're both amazing, and I love them. Star Wars. Star Wars? Hey, just self-preservation and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> All right, no. So Star Wars, no, 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 Star no, no, Trek. No, no, no. Honestly, yeah. I have, um, I've seen a lot of Star Wars stuff. But I like the fandom and the idea of Star Trek, so I'm all about Star Trek, even though I'm not very familiar, because it's more inclusive and it's less toxic than Star Wars. So, Star Trek. And um, I can't answer this question because I'm completely um, sci-fi fluid on this one. You know, I just, uh, I just go where it takes me, you know what I mean? You walk right to that middle bathroom, I got it. So, folks, this is the first and last time we're going to indulge in these stupid classic geek arguments. That's it. One and done at Fanex. Thank you all for coming. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. What? Hold on, hold on. Not yet. I know they held up the sign, but hey, sign more motherfucking him. Yeah. Again, our apologies. Why do they keep having us back? I know, right? <laughs> this might be our last... Hurrah. Hurrah. Uh, it's exhausting. I, <laughs> I won't lie to you. I'm exhausted. And this was only two days. Yeah. Oh. It still hurts. Thing is, though, that Friday uh, of FanX it, it nearly killed me. Anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> let's... let's, uh, let's uh, anyway, so FanX thing. Sorry for the shit show. Yeah. Uh, that's our apologies. All right, let's. You stayed till the end to hear the celebrity star power that Jimmy Martin brings. Woo! And the movie is Long Shot. Yeah. Now I don't. I get, do you want? Can you review it right now? I guess. Yeah, I could jump into okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um. So basically, the story is it's uh it's Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron. Seth Rogen plays a journalist uh who you know he gets embedded with the, you know different you know undercover journalism. Uh, let's just say the opening scene is he is, embeds himself with a group of neo-Nazis, and uh, they want him to get a swastika tattoo, and it doesn't go well once they figure out who he is. Uh, so that's his world. Uh, his his publication just got bought out pretty much, let's just call it um, uh, like Fox News kind of thing, like a Rupert Murdoch kind of thing. Yeah. And there's a character who, uh, and I'll just say it because it, you'll see it. I mean, it's not a, hidden who he is. It took me an hour to figure out who this actor is playing the Rupert Murdoch character. It's Andy Serkis. <laughs> 
<laughs> really? Yeah, he's just he's in a shit ton of prosthetics. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. Was, it was his eyes that gave it away, and I was oh, like, okay. oh my god. So, so that's so. Then the other character is Shalise Theron. She is the I think they, if they say it, the youngest Secretary of State. She's under Bob Odenkirk as our president. Bob Odenkirk as president. Absolutely, oh, I'll vote for him. Yeah, <laughs> who was once a TV star and now is our president, and then uh, wants to go be a movie star. So he's stepping down, and so she sees her chance to go for president. But you know, it is kind of what I do like about this movie is that they uh, they it's a very in depth look at like how politicians have to do this. You know, you know your looks, your what you wear, like yeah. you know, your humor, everything down to the a T. You know, oh, yeah. there's a part where she can't even eat finger foods because she look like a like a monster according to her. You know, so she has to duck behind her her assistants. You know, well, there's there's a running gag in politics where it's it's when you go to the state fairs in the Midwest, they encourage you to eat a corn dog, <laughs> but don't eat the corn dog. Yeah, don't. But then you fall for it, and you get a picture of you eating a corn dog, and it just. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Photoshop Cause, is a bitch because nobody looks good eating a corn dog. No, I'm sorry, no. All right. Um. So yeah. So I mean, like, I think it's skewered foods is what she can't eat. She's like, God, God damn, is everything on skewered food? <laughs> that's exactly it. That's the joke. Okay, I'm glad they incorporated. That oh yeah, in. big time. So uh, so anyway, so she needs to work on her humor. They uh, she winds up in a party where Seth Rogen's attending as well. They knew each other when they were kids. She was his babysitter. Oh, oh. And so she it was her, his first crush, first kiss, you know, and then, you know, accidents happen, let's just say that. Uh, and so they reconnect. And so he goes, she, he becomes her speechwriter. Oh, okay. And so, and then it's a romantic comedy. And so, you know, if you believe in a world where Seth Rogen gets Shalise Theron, shit, anything's possible. Well, you know, <laughs> I'll say that about my wife and I, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, let's uh, so 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 you liked it, I guess. I liked it. I okay. really did. It's funny, you know. You walk out with a smile. You know, it's it's got some. You know, it's dirty, so I, that's always fun. You know, it's got that. You know, Seth Rogen drug humor in there, but you know, which I kind of turn away from. Not that I don't give a shit about drug humor, but it's it's getting old a little bit. Now, did he write this or did I don't know? Probably. It seems like he's got his foot because uh, I'll say because we're starting with the director. They worked together a lot. They did. Uh, it's Jonathan Levine. Oh yeah, he did Fifty uh, Fifty. Which, if you ever asked me what movie has ever made me ugly cry. It's fifty. I remember you telling oh me. Oh my about god! That. I had lost my mind in the yeah. theater, uh, so, and I told him that you'll hear that in the interview. Uh, so he did that. He did the one called "The Night Before." It was like the you know stoner Christmas Eve movie. Yes, with him and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and yes. Seth Rogen as well. So yeah, they just they worked a lot together. So you know that, that drug shit's always going to come okay. up. <laughs> they, so, they 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 know each other. Yeah. All right. So you you probably give it what three stars. Uh, yeah, I think so. Good three stars. It's a, it's a solid right. three. I don't know if you have to rush to the theater, but definitely give it a look. I'll, I'll see it eventually. Yeah. Uh, but let's go to, you want to start with the director? Yeah, Jonathan Levine. Absolute pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you. Oh, uh, I have to ask you, you know, this is a charming film, great chemistry. Uh, what would it take for you to drop everything in your career and not to go get a life of politics? To go into politics, <laughs> I think I've already made some decisions in my life that would preclude me from um, a presidential run. Although, you know, this day and age, the standards seem to be kind of uh, uh, changing. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really admire people who get into politics. I'm not sure it's for me. I think you affect change through film and entertainment. Perfect. Uh, I heard that you're really into music. And I, I am, ask yeah. this because I'm from Salt Lake. Yeah. And one of the songs in your film that opens the film is from a Salt Lake band called Thunderfist. Oh! <gasps> And they're friends of mine, and we're all curious how you found out about it. Okay, so this is very, very funny. So it's it's in the uh, the the scene in the, the opening scene. The opening scene. Okay, so we were looking for look uh, the content of that opening scene is pretty provocative. Yeah, and we were having you know we put a lot of like big pop songs in there as the rest of the movie has sure. you know, and uh, 
we started to feel like people might not want their music associated with um, <laughs> that, scene. that scene. So what ended up happening was we thought this will be a, a chance to like expose a new band or break a new band. Yeah. And our music supervisor, a guy named Jim Schultz, do you know him? I do not. Okay, well, he knew this band, <laughs> and he and we just started playing it under the scene, and it was great because it's yep. a really cool song. It's really aggressive. Yep. Um, and, yeah, they're a really cool band. That's so funny. So awesome. you know them personally. I, oh, yeah. I know, uh, know a lot of them. Ask so. them if they know Jim Schultz. I will ask them. All right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what is a weird movie that you have watched more than 30 times? Wow, a weird movie that I've watched more than 30 times. I watched, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of really bad movies growing up many, <laughs> many times. Um, you know, some movies that are that are not bad. I wa I've watched The Secret of My Success many times. It's a Michael J. Fox movie. <laughs> That's a great one. It's a great movie. Um, Major League, I've watched many, many times. These are not kind of as, as let's say... Uh, critically derided as Encino Man. By the way, unfairly, Encino Man is also a brilliant film. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other Polly Shore movie. Biodome, of course, the classic. Biodome, Son-in-Law. Jury Duty. Okay, so you know a lot about Polly Shore. You were <laughs> just trying to show up. Here's the thing. Like, well, I just remember, because I used to work in a video store, so everything, every time you say one of these movies, I just remember the box. Yeah. Which Polly Shore standing with a pitchfork on the front of, uh, what was the one you just said? Jury Duty. Jury Duty. Yeah. Right? Maybe? It's a remake of 12 Angry Men. It's a remake of 12 Angry Men. It's not a good remake of it. Well, because like I saw 12 Angry Men in film school and I was like, I wish Polly Shore was in it. I think everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, for this one, um, you know, you, you've done all uh, sorts of genres and people always ask me what movie has made you cry. Yeah. And I, or even ugly cry. Just like that. And I have to say it was your film 50-50. Thank you. Which is a brilliant film. Thank you very much. And I'm curious what film has made you ugly cry. Okay, so I have a very good answer for this because it's a movie I just watched, and it is, strangely, Mamma Mia 2. Here we oh, go again. Oh, wow. Have you seen this movie? I have not yet. Okay, so the end of the movie, I'm not going to give it away, but it is <laughs> one of the most emotional scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. So um, I'm glad I'm really selling you on some really like high-quality cinema <laughs> at this point. Uh, but yes, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm being not ironic in the least. Yeah. It's a, it's a, my wife and I were watching it like a week ago yeah. in bed, and we both, it was the type of crying where we couldn't not make a noise. We were just like, <laughs> um, and uh, it, I, I promise anyone out there, watch the end of Mamma Mia 2. You could just go right to, you probably should start like halfway through. You know what, start at the beginning. Yeah. If you have time. Um, and yeah, the ending is incredibly emotional. I'm a little upset you didn't say jury duty, but that's all right. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> nice. All right, very good. And see, I love the local connection because if you if you go see the movie, it's the very first song in the in, in, like I mentioned before I, the neo Nazis thing. Yeah, when you when you texted me this, I yeah. I just went, hey, good for Thunderfist. Thunderfist, yeah, <laughs> great band. I mean, local like, band. Just look it up. They've got uh, they're on uh, Apple iTunes and stuff. So oh yeah, yeah. check yeah, them out. They've been around for a while. Great fucking band. All right, let's go to uh, Ravi Patel. Yeah, who uh, you you may not know who he is. He's up and coming a little bit. He's on a show that I shouldn't be watching. I watch it too. Yeah, I, I just watched it this morning. It's it's a show that's not made for us, but we're watching. It, I don't know why, <laughs> and I don't know why. Uh, American Housewife. I don't even laugh out loud, funny, but I just really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I can't explain. <laughs> I, I. Well, anyway, I was gonna I was gonna float some theories, but we're we're running late. Sure, so, uh, but uh, this guy is occasionally on that show. Yeah, he plays the dad's assistant. Diedrich Bader's assistant yeah. at the college, and he's just hilarious. And he's good in this one, too. He plays uh, Charlize Theron's assistant. All right. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, same. I'm, I've been asking everybody today, and I'm curious, what would it take you to drop your career in uh, entertainment and jump right into politics? Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, 
I mean, in this world, who knows? Maybe nothing, unfortunately. Yeah, that's been an answer. But, man, it would be so bad for everyone, <laughs> mainly the world. But I would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll probably be president. Yeah. I mean, Go for that's it. That's just the world we live in. Anybody Sorry. can do it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, one of the characters talking about meeting boys to men is the, one of the highlights of their life. Who yeah. is somebody that you've met in your life that just blew you away? By the way, meeting Boys to Men was one of the highlights of my life. There you go. And my wife that day, we were we shot most of this movie in Montreal. When I left our place in Montreal that day, she goes, Boys to Men are working in the movie today. Don't come home without closing the deal there. I'm like, what do what you? She's like, you know what I'm talking about. Me, you, and the boys. Get it done. And I'm like, all right. She ends up coming to set, and she's like super shy. She's my... And I just walk into their green room I'm like, hey, I'm Robbie. Uh, my wife really wants me. I'm a huge fan. And they're amazing. We yeah. end up hanging out for like an hour and a half. Nice. And now we're like friends. It's amazing. <laughs> so my answer is unfortunately the exact same. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one of the characters talks about watching uh, Encino Man 30 times. And I'm curious, what's the movie that your friends would be surprised that you've watched over 30 times? Liar, liar. That's cool. Because there was, in college, a bunch of us live in this house and... Obviously, we're like not going to school and just smoking weed and whatever. <laughs> and at one point, we nobody paid any bills, yeah. So we didn't have cable or anything, and we just had like three VHSs, yeah. to to watch. <laughs> and one of them was our life. So it's, we just watched that over and over again. <laughs> Super lazy people. It sounds like politics are off the table. If you weren't uh, acting, what do you think your career would be? If I weren't acting, uh, I feel like I'd probably be like a restaurateur. Like yeah. I, I feel like. Yeah, because I'm really into food, and I'm really into bringing people together. I still might do that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, let me make a phone call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, last is the uh, another character talks about the scariest moment of her life. Uh, and I'm curious, whether it's funny nowadays or not, what was one of the scariest moments of your life? Scariest moment of my life was probably the entire first year of having a kid. <laughs> it was like nobody prepared me for any of this. All of a sudden, it's like, whoa, like... I have no control over my life. <laughs> also, my wife hates me. Also, I hate my wife. <laughs> like, it was exhausting. Now it's great. There you go. Absolute pleasure meeting you. Yeah, same. Thanks, man. Yeah. Have a good day. This funny dude. There you go. Very funny dude. All right. Well, where do we go next? Next, uh, we're going to go to the other assistant. Oh, the, the, a funny, a funny lady. They're both funny. You think they would have been paired? But you know. <laughs> yeah. You should, oh, if you'd have stuck these two together in an interview, it would have been good. You could have just sat there and let it happen. Let it roll. <laughs> but that's uh, all right, though. That was fun to talk about them separately. But uh, so next one is June Diane Raphael. Uh, she just she's a comedian that just kind of floats around, but she's really funny. You, I, you've probably seen her in something. Something. But you can't really say you're from that thing. Yeah. Because. It's you were on Full House. Yeah, you're everywhere. <laughs> All right. Pleasure to meet you. Likewise. Uh, so I, I love this film, and I'm curious what, uh, uh, you know, the world of politics, if you had to drop your career right now and join the world of politics, what would it take mm. you to do it? Very little. Yeah. I, I absolutely want to run for office one day and nice. um, believe in civic engagement, and I, I don't think it should be left to others to yeah. take part in. So <laughs> I, I, you know, if I had the time right now, I'd probably run for LAUSD school board or some sort of local office that, yeah, I'm engaged with. There you go. You know, one thing I love about your character that I was watching throughout the film is that you have this amazing, unrelenting scowl. Like, you know, and it's just so good. And I'm wondering how hard was it to keep that in character on a set like this? It's not hard for me because... <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard for me because I, uh, I very rarely break in <laughs> scenes, but... Um, and I think most people who, who work on comedy don't, but there that doesn't mean that as soon as they yell, 
cut, I wasn't laughing hysterically. Yeah. <laughs> but I just don't like necessarily break during it. Yeah. Because it might be something good that they want in the movie and I don't want to ruin it. Sure. <laughs> so I'm pretty good about staying in character and in the moment, but I've definitely, like, once they've yelled cut, had yeah. to really walk away and just laugh, <laughs> get it out. One of the characters uh, mentioned that meeting boys to men was a highlight of her life. What, who is someone <laughs> that you've met in, in your lifetime that was a highlight? Oh, man, I've so many. I mean, Jane Fonda is one of them, and I, oh, wow. I meet her every day almost. <laughs> so I would say Jane Fonda and Charlize and all of the women I've been so lucky to work with who I admire so much and are so incredible. Yeah. Um, and talented, so, but I would have to say meeting Jane for the first time was, was a real highlight. <laughs> the, the discussion of watching an odd movie, which in this case, it's Encino Man, watching it over 30 times. What yeah. is an odd movie that you think you've watched over 30 times? Well, I've definitely watched Anne of Green Gables, <laughs> oh, definitely over 30 times. I think I had it on a VHS tape and it broke yeah. because it was just overused. Yeah. So that was my childhood movie that I watched to death, <laughs> till it died. You know, you've done different kind of genres. Is there a genre out there that you haven't touched that you want to get into? Oh yeah, I mean tons. I've never done, you know, a thriller or, and I'm, I scare very easily, so I do feel like that's a good genre for me to act in. Um, I've never done a sci-fi movie. I've never done, you know, any kind of action film, so. All of them. All of them I listed I'd like to do. You might have a lot of the uh, list on this one because you just mentioned that you get scared easily. Another thing they talk about is a situation in their life that was the most scared. What is the situation in your life that you were the most scared? Oh, God. Again, I frighten easily. They're just a bird will fly by, and I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm under attack. So it's pretty easy for me, but... I, I remember my husband once. I opened a closet, and he was in there what? and had... Uh, <laughs> Is there an explanation an adult that? size. Well, he just likes to scare me and had an adult size uh, lightsaber and just turned it on and it slowly lit up in his face and I like completely freaked out. So that was one I remembered. <laughs> I think I started crying. I was so upset. I don't think it's any better than that. Yeah, that's Absolute pretty frightening. Pleasure meeting you. Likewise. All right, very good. Yep. And now this. Okay. I, you do these interviews sometimes. Sometimes they're just going through the motions. You know mm -hmm. that. I get it. It's work. I don't take offense yeah. to it. Yeah. Then they have people who are really just enjoying themselves. O'Shea Jackson Jr., if you don't know who that is, that's Ice Cube's kid. Yeah. Uh, is having a fucking ball with these things. And looks like his dad. Oh, even the mannerisms. I don't know if you can really hear it in the audio, but oh, just- Yeah, I've seen him in other stuff. Yeah. Uh, he, oh, what show was it? He was just on that I watched, and I'm just like, that's Ice Cube. That's well, you know. <laughs> I mean, and, and people are you know we're kind of giving shit about it, not to his face because he probably kicked the hell out of you, but because uh, he played Ice Cube in Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, no, he earned that role because not only did I mean, yeah, he had an advantage because he's got the gen <laughs> the genes, but but he does portray his father very well. Well, I hang around him long enough, I <laughs> I can do an impression of my dad. So, <laughs> all right, uh, let's go to it. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Absolute pleasure to meet you. Thank you. One of the things that they talk about in this film are uh, highlights of their life, and that meeting boys to men was a highlight of their life. Mm. In in your lifetime, who is someone that you met that just blew your mind? Andy Serkis. That's a great one. You know, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't believe it. he was already in prosthetics when we first met. So I was like, who's this old dude? And, you know, he he was talking to me about straight out of Compton. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, that's great. But then when you look in his eyes, yeah. the eyes give it away. Like, oh wow, that's yeah. that's you right there. <laughs> so it definitely. You know, for for an actor, Andy Serkis. Yeah, no, I, I was an hour into that movie until I go, "That's Andy Serkis." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> took, those eyes. Took me a minute. If, uh, you know, all, the movies all about politics and whatnot. What would it take you to drop your career right now and just get into politics? What would it want, make you want to do it? Ooh, <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> for sure, it's, it's a very stressful job. 
it really seems like nobody likes you. You know, I, I just, I'm, I'm, you know, I smile a lot. They don't do that. Oh, yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't have it. I'll be president of the Lakers instead. That's a good one. Yeah. So the one of the characters talks about a movie that she's watched thirty times. You know, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's Encino Man, yeah. which, is, which isn't one of the most highly acclaimed movies of all time. Right. What is the movie that you love that most people would be uh, kind of shocked by that you've watched probably thirty times? My favorite movie of all time is The Big Lebowski. How could you not love the big, perfect movie? You know, it, it, I was a screenwriter before I became an actor. And, uh, you know, Big Lebowski was the first movie where I got to, like, visually I can see when the acts are cut. Like, you know, when we're going into act two, going into act three, and it kind of shows you, you know, how to create a story through that film. I love The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Another moment in the film, they talk about the scariest moment in their lives. And I'm curious, is there a moment in your life Funny or not nowadays, that was your scariest moment in your life? Having a daughter. You know? <laughs> I, I, I have my, my little girl. And, you know, that's definitely, that was one of the scariest moments of my life, you know, was just making sure that she's all right and she's okay. But now she's yeah. running around, mouthful of teeth. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so in the movie talks about, uh, you know, uh, having a crush on a babysitter and, mm-hmm. and possibly your first kiss. Would you know, could you name a babysitter that you had a crush on or your first kiss, and would you recognize them at a party? For sure, I remember my first kiss. She is a wild person now. <laughs> and uh, my first crush, you know, she, she wasn't a babysitter, but uh, Tyra Banks. As a little kid, I was like, yep, mom, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think, I, well, I mean, you've gone, you've gone drama, you've done comedy and all like that. Is there a genre that you haven't touched that you want to get into? Yeah, I want to create my own uh, anime. Oh, you know, nice. I definitely want to, you know, there, there's a lot of people in the black community that are really into anime, really into the genre, and I just want to make something for us that's not uh, boondocks. I feel like that's the last thing that, yeah. we, you know, that was really towards the culture and stay within the realm of anime. So I want to I wanna make the next chapter for that. Do you have a favorite anime? I'm just curious because I love Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z is <laughs> king. I'm you a know, Cowboy Bebop guy. Yeah, oh, oh, come on. Come on, Spike? <laughs> yeah, know, they're making it right now. They're Netflix, making, yeah, they're going to yeah, do yeah. a, a live action. But uh, I'm into My Hero Academia right now and uh, Attack on Titan. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Absolute pleasure meeting you, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yep, son of a legend. Woo! Funny dude. Yeah. All right, let's go to, uh, oh. It's the big ones. Charlize Theron. Oh, my God. Mm. The, I had at least five people text me, like, is she as beautiful in person as uh, you know as she is on screen? I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to walk out of the room with my jaw still on the floor. <laughs> I was going to say, well, your text reply is, God damn right. Yeah. <laughs> I think but, one of them was fuck and yes. <laughs> and certainly one of the great living actresses that we have today. She's, I mean, what's so, she's a chameleon. Of, yeah, you think about all the things that she's done, yeah. from, from Monster to Furiosa to everything in between. And, and you know, yeah, and, then, and those are like, I mean, it's funny, you, you describe even though she's you know beautiful and everything. Everything she does, but like I mean, you're talking about you know where she like you know, was a monster. She like she mm-hmm. wanted to look different, and then Furiosa, yeah. you know, shaved head like yeah. the girl. I mean, oh my god, she's amazing. She's so fucking good in Mad Max, and oh my god, just just ama- anyway. All right, so here it is. It's Charlize Theron and and Seth Rogen. <laughs> I guess Seth Rogen. We'll, we'll, we'll include <laughs> we'll include a little Seth Rogen in there. We'll let you have sure your space there, Seth Rogen. Go ahead. <laughs> Absolute pleasure to meet both of you guys. Uh, you know, first of all, the chemistry is amazing. And what I want to know is, what would it take for you to drop your careers right now and just go all into politics? No, oh, no, never. I would, yeah. Not doing yeah. it. I would not do that. No. <laughs> no, Ever. that would be a punishment. Yes. Easy enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your character says that you've watched uh, uh, a movie 30 times, which was Encino Man. 
And I'm curious, uh, what is a movie that's not well beloved amongst the community that you've seen more than 30 times? Not well beloved. That's like a tricky a way to one. start. To start. Would you the, consider yeah. Encino Man well beloved? I would consider Encino Man well beloved. I think all your Polish question movies suggests like, that, it <laughs> that it's not a well beloved. Yeah, film. I don't like the connotation <laughs> of what you just said. It is implying yeah. Encino Man is not yes. a, a beloved film, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that is. Not true. That is, yes. yeah, objectively false. I think all Polly Shore movies are well beloved. I would say Son in Law is a great film. I think Duty. What's weird is that most Polly Shore movies are good. <laughs> yeah. Like, in all seriousness, mm -hmm. yeah. Son in Law is a great movie, and Encino Man. It's yeah. a pretty mm -hmm. good movie, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there you go. If there's one takeaway from this interview that's meant to promote Longshot, it's that Polly Shore <laughs> movies are funny. That's what John Lee said, <laughs> so it's good. Um, you know, your uh, character says that meeting boys to men was a highlight of your character's life. What is somebody that you've met in your life that was a highlight of your life? The first time I met uh, Tom Hanks, that was pretty oh. big for me. Because I, gr I grew I up why. on his movies. <laughs> I know why, yes. Yeah, I just, I grew up in South Africa and I thought that actors were just people that nobody knew. Yeah. And so when I came here and I was like, oh, everybody knows who Tom Hanks is. And <laughs> that there was actually a chance that, that I could meet him. That was like crazy to me. Like this was a guy who I watched on my TV screen for like, you know, 13 years straight. Yeah. Yeah, I think like I, like like Bill Murray and Steve Martin That's are two of the one. people that were probably like the biggest influences on me. And Bill Murray, I've actually I've only met once, but it, uh, he's like my he you know growing up was yeah. by far my favorite comedian. So uh, yeah, that I was very nervous. Yeah, your character gets a, a very interesting tattoo in this one. I love talking about tattoos with people. Do you have yeah. a tattoo? I have no tattoos. And would you ever get one? And what would it be? I'd consider it. Um, and weirdly, it would be half a swastika. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I have probably some. I think you're stuck with that. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You lived through some weird fantasy. I have, yes, survey. it's a weird, it's you're a self hating to, Jewish yes, thing. Yeah. yeah. You can just say the other half and you'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. Oh. Okay. The rule I was given walking into that room, they said, do not try to out-funny Seth Rogen. No. The dude's fucking hilarious. You got to give him that. You don't. And I'm hoping, as we record this, because it's coming down the pipeline, because I'm hoping we talk about pairings in this. You know, We could have seen the two assistants together. The next pairing I hope to see is for The Lion King, because I want to see Seth Rogen paired with Billy Eichner. Well, you need to. Because it's Timon and Pumbaa. Timon and Pumbaa. They'd have to if they're, if they're doing the interviews. And that's one that you can just sit back and let happen. I wouldn't say a fucking word. <laughs> so, well, you know what? That whole joke, because we talked about this in the other episode, like one or two ago, about uh, the other room should be uh, Donald Glover and Beyonce. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> just, I'm just going to bring like, a, like an ottoman and just kick my feet up and say, you guys just you know, have at it. When, uh, when is the Lion King, Junkin? Uh The movie comes out in, uh, no, is it July? It's coming oh, so up. It's, it's down the road. They've got, I mean, then we were talking about this the other day, I think off mic, about Disney, because you know, as we record this, they still, uh, you know, we did a little early. Uh, last week they had Endgame, uh, and so now they've got, uh, and I was like, what's the next one, Lion King? They go, no, next one's Aladdin. And yeah, Aladdin. Like, and then Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4. <laughs> and, and then Lion King. And tangentially Spider-Man, maybe. Well. You know, in a way. <laughs> yeah, to a degree. And then, and then you know, Star Wars at some point. Little thing, like, little thing. Jesus. I mean, they're just like cranking that money machine, just like <laughs> their philosophy at Disney is there can be only one. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Okay, then we will see you next week. Uh, the show from uh, Wasatch Comic Con.